Hello, this is Brian Foster, and today I am trying something different on my live stream. I am, this is a Monday, and I'm just going to answer questions I've gotten people sent to me about Spiritism, and I will try to give answers. And if you are um, asked any other questions, put those in the comment sections, and I will take those right away. And I'm thinking of doing this regularly, but not, not quite sure yet. This is just something I'm trying as I know I've been getting lots of questions from uh, many people about spiritism. So please put those in the comments. So first I want to talk about spiritism. So spiritism was codified in the 1850s by Allan Kardec. And these are the three main books I have here right up on top. The Spirits book is really the first book. That is a series of 1,019 questions uh, that he came up with a very scientific person. And he sent those questions all throughout, well, parts of Paris and France, and I think maybe some other countries in Europe. And he didn't use the answers, didn't codify the answers until the answers were the same or similar. Now for those, so for, for those who want to start, that's an excellent book. Now, I also uh, would like to recommend my book, Spiritism 101. And that is, uh, is very important because that will kind of give you an introduction and then I would go to the Spirit's book. So, okay, I already have questions. So let me get, uh, let me hide this and I'll come up and let me put this on the show. So the question is, if our fate is predetermined, why pray for assistance? Now, that is an excellent question. Now, this is how the spirits have talked about this in the books from Chico Xavier and other spiritist um, messages and communications. When you say predetermined, that means some people say that as kind of predestination, meaning that every choice you make, it's already made and you have you have no free will in the matter. That's not the way it works. The way it works is when you are in the spirit world and you're ready, if you're in heaven, right? If you're not in heaven, you're lower, you're given your set of episodes. So let me answer your question. You are, you work with your spirit mentor and this, you go through this set of episodes, like the job you're going to have, who you're going to marry, maybe who you're going to divorce. I mean, who knows? Your car will get wrecked, all these things. You go bankrupt. These are predetermined, right? But within these predetermined episodes, you have free will to make choices. Will you handle your bankruptcy with honor? Will you try and blame everybody else? Or will you try and steal, uh, steal money that, or hide money that you should have given to the bankruptcy court? Or if you're going to get a divorce, did you handle your divorce with honor? Even if you're your, you know, your spouse was, you know, horrible, but did you still try your best and, and do it with honor? So that is why you pray for assistance is to make the correct free will choice. And the spirit world is very interesting. They will send people with, you know, a set of tasks and they, they're in the book. I can't remember what it was. It was a second book by Chico Xavier. And they were talking about people coming from this low level of heaven to earth to fulfill some task to help spiritism. And they would say that, you know, 
the majority of the time, I mean, and this sounded almost like 80, 90% of the time, people would not be successful because they didn't make the right choices. They would be given the opportunity. Now, let me give you an example. This one spirit was born and was born with the ability to know all about his past lives. And he was here on earth to help people understand their past lives. That was his predetermination. They had was the talent. He, they set him up in the right spirit to center, all that. But he got so enthralled, all he did was explore his past lives, his own past lives. And then he could figure out, this is what he could figure out who was with him. And he was like, I think he was sometime in the, the Spanish Inquisition or something. And he could figure out who was with him during that time. And he knew who they were on earth, reborn in Brazil. And he would contact them and talk to them. And he just ignored his talent to help other people. He only helped himself. And here's another example. I'm hoping this helps. They, they say, because uh, Andre Luis, which is the kind of the, the main spirit who communicated with uh, Chico Xavier on his whole set of books, uh, which wonderful book, starts with No Solar. They gave an example of this. Look, you're predetermined to be in prison. You have no choice, right? Because you did something bad in your past lives and you're going to go to prison. If it's false or something you really did, you're there. But you have free will is how you behave to the warden. Do you help other inmates? I mean, what type of person are you in, in that area? So you do have free will given that. So I hope... I hope that helps. It was a, a good question. Okay, uh, let me, I'll put up this other, we'll see if there's any other questions there. Uh, let me put up the screen, hold on one second. Because these are other questions I have. Oh, here, before I forget, here is the book I would recommend to go on my uh, website, uh, nwspiritism.com. Let me put this here. And this you can download for free, Spiritism 101, The Third Revolution. It's in PDF. I also have, of course, in Kindle, uh, paperback, and Audible. But it's also in um, French for anybody. I've had, I'm amazed how many people download it in French. I've had some really nice people that uh, have um, translated some books for me. That Problem and the Solution and uh, uh, How to Live. Okay, now let's go look at the questions. So if anyone else has questions, this right there. So kill. So here are some that I've had, and I, I just kind of put those in in uh, kind of a random order as I as I get them. I'm just trying not to do too many in one day because I want people to feel free that they can ask me other questions. So number one, a lot of people say I want to communicate with spirits, and so let me start from from what a lot of people who were raised uh, with the Old and New Testament, and they say, don't talk to spirits, right? That's it. The Catholic Church says, no, 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 you're, uh, you're not, you can't talk to spirits. Well, first of all, the Christians, the, the Christians during the, the beginning Christians, when they gathered, they talked to spirits all the time. That was part of their, their gathering. You know, they, and I, I, what spiritism tells us 
is a lot of it they say don't talk to spirits because the priestly class wanted to reserve that right for themselves and the spirit world kind of went all with this and, and had a lot of mediums who were priests and in other religions too uh, rabbis and so forth but what they found is they kept that information to themselves and made it so they would they could make money and be profitable and have a living well if you're a medium a spiritist medium a medium you are not allowed to charge for that so they in the 1850s when alan kardec codified the spirits book they said we're going to open this up to everybody and that's why you're seeing more and more like you see on youtube a lot of people who are prophets and just because they're not a priest or a bishop or something doesn't mean they're false now some people could be there's still fraud and these things out there and if you see people that are charging uh for mediumship and to read your palm and you know all that type of stuff then um i would be extremely wary and in fact what spiritism says is the level of the medium determines the level of the spirits talking to him or her so if you are not very spiritual and some people have mediumistic ability who aren't spiritual and who who want to make some money you know god bless them but they're only going to be communicated to by um by lower spirits who won't know as much as others okay let me hit another question oh let me get rid of this uh, widget here oh, what happened How do I know if spiritism is the right path for me? Well, I mean, that is, that's really up to you. Um, in spiritism, we don't force anything down. There's no, there's no dogma per se that you have to eat something or you have to wear something or, you, have, you know, all that is spiritism. What we do is relay the information in, in your lap. And we try to, we try to say, okay, does this make sense to you? Because I, I believe a lot of people who are interested in spiritism have this kind of uh, intuition anyway, and they'll get inspiration from other spirits. And so let's talk about spiritism for a second. The main, op if the spirits have said, if you want to boil down spiritism to one thing, it's really live the golden rule. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And if there's anything else you, you, know, you do, that's the main thing. And spiritism isn't just communicating with spirits. What spiritism is, is it gives you a lot of information. And in other, you know, in, in you know, the Catholic religions and Protestants and Buddhism and so forth, the, the afterlife is somewhat nebulous, just like your, your name. Um, it's, it's like, it's fuzzy. You know, the Hindus, uh, Hindus say, you know, you turn into light and you're right because you turn into energy but spiritism what that does is it really gives you information that for people like me when i was younger i was like a concrete thinker right almost everyone is really young but it took me a long time um, to, to have action plans because of it it tells you about the different levels of heaven it tells you what you are um it tells you you're an immortal soul which you know let me show you this uh right here let me hide this one and go like this. It tells you what you are. It tells you that your body is temporary. 
And I think anyone who's interested in spirituality comes to it comes to the spot where they want to explore more because they know that there's got to be, you know, they know that unlike what our culture tells us that you're born randomly and you die and you turn into dust and that's it, nothing else. You know, there's got to be something else because either you've seen things that are unexplainable or whatever, right? And me, I've had unexplainable things that were beyond the realm of possibility. That's what caused me to really start exploring. So what spiritism says, okay, how does this work? How does this whole thing work? How does reincarnation work? How does karma work? And it explains things. It says, okay, your body, which you'll get a new body every life, is covered like a diving suit by your perispirit. Now, when you're in the spirit world, you have your spirit and your perispirit. And your perispirit is your kind of your uh, presentation to the world, to the spirit world. And that will, that will, uh, and you can modify your perispirit how you look. In fact, they say when people pass over, a lot of people when they pass over, they still look, look like who they looked like before when they were alive because that's in their minds, that's their thoughts. And a lot of people don't know if they're dead. But as you understand that you're dead, uh, then you, you uh, understand that. Okay, so let's get another question here. So how does one practice spiritism if there are no rituals, etc.? So, great question. So what they do is you read and you study and you practice certain things. So let me go over that. Let me push, uh, put this down. Uh, you, you practice forgiveness. You practice understanding. In fact, I go through all of this. Uh, sorry, better in my book inner peace through spiritism and let me bring up let me bring up a, a great poem by uh andre louise because it is excellent uh, hold on one second okay right there and i wrote this whole book around that because it really tells people It really tells people, uh, oh, wait, there we go. So this is, okay, let me hide this one second. So let me bring this screen down. I think this is just uh, amazing. Okay, bring this up. And I want to go over this. And this is what I, I based the book. Let me make it bigger. So this was a poll, what I did is I, I took this and it, and it was actually in a, in a book. And a guy wrote, and he was working with Chico Xavier, and he got this poem, The Spirit Andre Luis. He said, this is a good one to say, you know, how you should prepare yourself, how you ascend, how you should live. And so what I did in my book, How to Live, I went through each one of these. This is what, this is what Andre Luis says, how to get inner peace. And inner peace is really how to get yourself to be a real spiritist. And he says, keep always trust in God and yourself. 
to, you know, to learn it, to increase your faith, a serene conscience. Now that is, to me, that was one of the first important steps is a serene conscience. Because that means that as when you want to practice spiritism, what you do is you practice filtering out all your information via your conscience. Meaning that even if you have an opportunity to like make a little bit of extra money, but there's this little ping saying, ah, I might kind of hurt somebody or, or kind of cheat somebody. And so therefore, don't do it even though it means less monetary gain for you. And the more you practice that, the easier it is. Time spent on productive matters. A constructive speech. Now, this is another important one. Spiritism is really big on thinking positive thoughts and not participating in malicious gossip. Now, we all know that gossiping, especially in the workplace, right? Maybe everywhere, but I would say in my experience in the workplace is like, oh, so-and-so is horrible. And what you need to do is you need to practice because what, you, what you're doing when you say, how does one practice spiritism? That's a great question. You really, what you're, why are you on earth? You're on earth to rewire your brain, to remove the primitive emotions and replace those with advanced emotions. That is your task. That is your mission. Therefore, to change your personality and your character, you have to rewire your brain. This is not something you go, oh, today I'm going to rewire my brain. No, I've been doing it for years and I'm still bad on certain things, right? I still think wrong and I still, you know, kind of sometimes go in the gossip even though I shouldn't. But what you need to do is say positive things. So if there's someone you're talking about at work, you don't participate in that and you try to say something positive like, yeah, but the person can do so-and-so pretty well. Now, I know sometimes you're going to have to say negative things about people, especially if you're a manager like I was. Uh, you have to say, well, they're a little bit incompetent in this area, but, you know, we can help them or we need to change their job. They don't fit in that job. But that is really what you is, is you take you take the breaking down of people. You take the being mean to people away from your speech. A prayer line to work. So, I mean, you, you've got to you you you're on earth. You're always working and you're there in. In, in service and that's what when you go to the spirit world you're not going to be sitting there laying on the clouds with uh, playing a harp you have jobs to do now you don't have to no one's forcing you to have a job but it, you can't uh ascend in the spirit world without learning and doing things a hope and action so keep again positive and industrious patience now that to me was one of the most difficult because i want something now but as spirits tell us, there is a right time and you can try to do something good, but it's not the right time for it. And that is uh, really something that's, that as I, as I getting older, I'm able to do. As I get study more and I try to do things, I'm getting better. But boy, that's been a, different, uh, a tough one. <laughs> a dispassionate opinion. So again, you don't bring in your emotions in like, oh, I hate this, right? Because anytime you have hate or anger, you lose your focus and your anger. We're all like radio towers, cell towers, and we radiate our thoughts all around the universe. And when these primitive emotions go, they just go all over the place. So you want to use, if you're, if you're, if you're trying to get, let's say a contractor to do something and they're, and they're just like pushing it off, pushing it off, you don't get angry on at them, but you get indignant and indignant mean 
you are going to show up on Monday at 8 o'clock. Like one time, I had a contractor, and he sent his painters. And his, his painters came a little bit late. It was like, instead of like 8 o'clock, they came to like 9.30. And amazingly enough, they were all drunk. And I came up to them, I could smell it. I said, no, you are all going home. And I called up the, the general manager, the general contractor. And he goes, oh. So, I mean, I wasn't angry with him. I just said, no, sorry, you're not working today. You're all going home. And they knew I meant it. They just turned around, you know, lost that day of wages. So that's the way it works. But I, I won't dwell on each one. But let me just read them. Uh, uh, the, bless, uh, the blessing of comprehension, understanding, that's what you need to study, compassionate attitude, truth enlightened by love, oblivion of evils, happiness in your commitments, unforgiveness unconditional forgiveness of offenses now that that's an important one so let me talk about that one for a minute people have done things to us that are horrible i've had people do things to me that are horrible and i'm sure i've done things to other people that are horrible and we have a tendency to say oh, i hate that person well, you know how can i get revenge well if you know, understand spiritism, and this is this is really, this is, you know, spiritism really is an intellectual thing. There's not physical things you have to do. Is if you understand spiritism and you're immortal and everyone has a blueprint, a program of certain events, and all those events are stimuli to help you modify your character and your attitude, right? Your personality. So when people are doing bad things to you, you have to look at them as an actor in a play. They are there for a reason to, to solicit some sort of attitude from you, some sort of thinking, some sort of analysis. It's like there's a play and there's a, there's a main character. In most plays, there's a main character goes, talks to other people, and the character grows. And some people are bad, some people are good as the audience sees it. But that bad actor, when the play's over, they all go to the bar and they're all friends. You have to look at that. Is people who do terrible things to you, you say, okay, well, that person was there for a reason. And most of the time, this is what you have to understand. Most of the time they were doing something not good to you because you've done something similar in a past life. Because that's why we're in a planet of atonement. We have to pay for our past wrongs. So I hope this is really helping you understand this is this is the spiritism is all about rewiring your brain and becoming a good person but really ripping out those primitive emotions and replacing those with more civilized emotions trying to be calm and, and not that i'm there yet right i lose my cool quite too often but i have i believe i have improved so i hope that answers let me just finish this real quick uh, Oblivion of evils. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. A devotion to study, which is that you need to do, is read, read, and understand what's going on in the spirit world and in your world. That's all up to you, though. Everything is is a free will choice. A gesture of kindness, an encouraging smile, spontaneity to assist others, simplicity of habits. Right? We don't need we don't need every new uh, toy out there. Uh, spirit of renovation, meaning the spirit that you really want to change yourself, be tolerant, place yourself second to servant, uh, serving, and perseverance in goodness.
Okay, so let me do this. Okay. Uh, okay, I was recently given an opportunity to work with a religious organization, but I've been having doubts since discovering Spiritism. How do I work this out? Well, that's a that's a darn that, that's a tough one. Now, if that if that um, organization is you can you can um, know that it's still for the good and you can help people and you think that's more important and you can study spiritism on the side, but you feel like you are kind of uh, somewhat I don't want to say betraying that's too hard of a word, but you're not putting your all into it. That's probably a sign that you should not do that. Because if you can't really believe in it and help foster them to be successful, why you're saying, ah, I don't agree with that. And But again, that's something for you to work out because, you know, so many religions have so many good points and they do. And, and a lot of a lot of them do really well for a lot of people. And that can outweigh any doubts you have so if you can if you can reconcile both i mean go ahead but if your conscience if you know just by you asking that question that that kind of tells me that you are trying to um your conscience is telling you yeah no and here's the, it's like, I feel I'd be relinquishing a great opportunity, but I also feel this attachment to spiritism and has been studying it weekly. So to me, that, it's a tough one. I mean, it's all up to you and there's no, there's no wrong answer. It's what's best for you. The fact that you're trying to help a religious organization that's trying to help people is all good. Um, now, I would try to do is I would try to think in the future and to think, okay, how am I going to help them? And what, how am I going to grow in the future with this or organization if I, if I don't really believe in their tenets? Now, we all know there's been, especially in, you know, hundreds of years ago, many people entered the, the priesthood and all that just because they wanted food and shelter and they didn't believe anything. And, you know, people can do that, right? It's up to your conscience to say, can you, without being a complete devotee, feel comfortable in this organization? If you don't feel comfortable, and when I say comfortable, that's important because that's your conscience telling you, nah, I wouldn't feel comfortable. And that's what I'm saying. You need to learn to follow your conscience, even if it denies you certain paths. And he said, okay, and he said, uh, that's a great point. So, but it's up to you. Okay. Let me go back. Where was, oh, how can I communicate with spirits? Unless there's anything else. Let me bring this back up. Oh. Another question. These are all good questions. Is there anything wrong with ghost hunting? No. And people are fascinated by ghosts. 
and uh, they're spirits. And sometimes they're just, they're not real live spirits, but they're images of things that happen that are still in the ether, but sometimes they are. So if that's what's interested you, and that's why um, to really understand spirits and understand uh, spirits in a lower level, uh, understanding spiritism is a, a, a great way of, of doing that. Okay, um, uh, here's another question. This is from DB. If one lives a life solely dedicated to improving oneself instead of devoting their time and energy to others, is that considered selfish? Well, I mean, look, everyone has, everyone has to parcel out time to uh, improve yourself. And part of improving yourself, as I said before, is studying spiritism and trying to rewire your personality and your character. But I, you know, it's, it's, and now when you say solely dedicated, I mean, to be solely dedicated, you have to go up to a mountaintop and live on a cave and have no one else interact with you. That usually doesn't happen. Now, if you have others interact with you, and yes, you're focusing 70% of your time, 60% of your time on like reading, studying, and, and help, you know, making yourself a better person. That's important because that's a big step. But you're not, you're not abandoning those who need help from you at a certain moment. So I, I it, you may be, and this is just my guess, I, I could be wrong, and you tell me, you may be too hard on yourself thinking oh i'm just selfish and i'm i'm ignoring everybody else i could be doing other things but are you there when your friends or family really need you or do you just shove them off and say no busy if you say no busy then i would think that spiritism would say try to be uh, a little more on the service side and you know, and be a little bit less selfish with your time. But that is my my humble opinion. And of course, you can uh, um, change that. Okay, here's another question. Can you explain uh, the science between poltergeists in relation to telekinesis? So, um, so, I, just, I could get so deep. I'm trying to think how to summarize this without boring people. Let me just step back for a second. And I talk about this. Um, let me bring this up. Because it's really, you have to understand what the spirit realm is. Okay. I have a book called The Spirit Realm. Spiritism has revealed the reality of our existence. And I talk about the spirit, the spirit realm. The, now, the spirit universe and the where we are on earth with we are and we can look at this geometrically which most people will do we can look around this with earth and then we have a ring from the surface of the earth below that's called the dark abyss a lot of people call that purgatory uh, some people call it hell and um but there's no eternal punishment it's you're down in that kind of not good area until you change your character and attitude, then you're helped up because that's how spiritism 
fights evil with evil, right? It, 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 if you're a rotten person to other people, you're, you're there. You're there with your other friends. You see how you like it. No, so I'm, I'm trying to get, I have to kind of go around. I'm not getting your point. Uh, um, yeah, okay. And then from the surface of the earth to the lowest level of heaven is the lower zone, which is not a great place. But then after the lower zone, there's different levels of heaven surrounding the earth. And a lot of people start in the first level of heaven as you go through colleges and you get more experience and you become a, a better person, a better spirit. You rise and you have more control of your willpower and you have more attributes. The physical realm is, of course, a subset of the spirit realm. Now, this is where this is where all this gets money. Now, you can look at it this way, right? And we can look at it like we're there's angels who are fuzzy, but they're not. They're just actually people like us. Even Jesus Christ used to be at our level, but he has, through, I don't know, billions of years, raised up to be a perfect spirit. You can look at it that way. Now, you can also look at it in the way that we are in this complex matrix, this database of everything. And let me explain. So, with spirits, tell us is that when you talk about distance, it's really presence or absence. What do I mean by that? And I don't want to get too deep. I explained it better in this book, The Spirit Realm. They gave an example of Jesus Christ after he came from the resurrection three days. He says, look, Jesus didn't die and travel all the way to heaven. And then when he came back to, to meet these guys in, in the, the room, right, is he didn't travel all the way back. No, what he did is he, he changed his environment. He used his thought, his thought, his action. And he changed his environment to be in that room and to be real to those people. And, and this is where you'll under, start understanding the power of Jesus and, and high spirits, right? Is if you look at the earth, if, if you look at the earth as a, a logical representation and that we are in this physical representation, repre representation, sorry, and that we live in this objective world, meaning that we are spirits inhabiting a physical body and that the wall is a wall, our head's hard, right? And we, and we look at things. And we can't change them. Our thoughts can't change. But when you're in the spirit world, you, you can create your own environment to a certain extent because there's other spirits around you and higher spirits making sure that of what your environment is about. But you, you can change things. So in this huge, complex, let's call it the matrix, the, the universal database, there are images and things floating around. And there's a great example of these people working on an underground in London, which is a subway. And, and these workers were there on the walls. And then also they looked behind them and this Roman legion marched through. And the historians they talked to said, this must have been a real vision because they were telling me details that a legionnaire war that they wouldn't have no clue. And that's kind of like an image, right? 
Whereas telekinesis, I don't know if I'm explaining this right, is your, your mind is moving things, which if you look at the, everything as logical, depending on the level of the spirit, they can do things, right? Whereas uh, other spirits can appear as, as um, energy. It all depends on the level. And I know I'm not explaining this well, because I, I get down in such detail that I would uh, um, bore people, but I would recommend you read the spirit realm and then come and ask me more questions and I, I can talk to you directly because uh, it's a tough one. <laughs> okay, let me go to the next question because uh, I know I didn't answer your question very well. I apologize. Okay, here's another question. Does one have to be perfect in order to be a spiritist? Absolutely not. No, no. We're, if we were perfect, we wouldn't be here, right? I wouldn't be here. In other words, sometimes we experience negative emotions and feel bad for feeling them. The spiritism encourages us to be perfect. Um, I don't say they encourage you to be perfect. They encourage you it's to, on the trend line. So a teacher with a student thinks, oh, they have to get 100% all the time. No, the teacher just wants the student to improve little by little. In fact, there's a con concept in spiritism called parking, where you live life after life, and you never improve yourself. So no, they just, they know we're not gonna be perfect. We're on a plan of atonement where we pay for our past wrongs. We are now beginning, just beginning the phase of being the planet regeneration. Well, we won't have all these emotionally uh, difficult um, trials to go through. So no, we're far from perfect. Everyone recognizes that. We're like elementary school kids. We're, we're drawn with a pencil and it's hard for us to stay within the lines it's all part of it's all part of our growth and in fact this one person had an NDE that came out of it says you know i understand that it's is things are as important as they are unimportant and what he meant by that is in our life let's say uh, we go through things that we think are extremely important but they're just part of the long process such as you're in college and you get a d on a chemistry test oh and you just agonize over it but over the long run 10 years from now it's like that was nothing it taught me to work harder so no they don't encourage you to be perfect okay let's get the next question oh are demons satan real so demons are us angels or us in different levels of maturity and advancement. So low spirits, I would say ignorant spirits. I don't want to say evil because it's not, we don't really try to use that into um, spiritism, but you know, they are people in the lower zone or in the dark abyss, which people call the purgatory. And they are actually doing their best to stop the earth and stop each individual from progressing spiritually. Why would they do that? Well, a lot of times they just like to be mean and they're around the earth. We are surrounded by spirits and they love to give you stupid ideas. And they'll, let's say, let me give you an example. You hang out in a bar and they go, you need a drink. And they want you to have a drink because they want to kind of absorb in your body and feel that alcohol because they are alcoholics in their life. And they also want to retard and slow down the progress of the earth because when the earth becomes the planet regeneration they will be sent to other planets and they'll be on the bottom of the food chain and in worse shape 
Satan, there is no certain fallen angel called Satan, but there is a group of the called like the red, the, the, the dragons who are in, 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 in charge of areas of hell. Now, of purgatory, I should say, or the dark abyss. But always remember this. These, these, you know, great dragons, these lords of not goodness, all, all this hell and purgatory, whatever you want to call it, dark abyss, lower, lower zone, it's still all controlled by Christ. They can't determine who gets reincarnated. No, Christ uses this like you'd use a prison where the inmates run it, and, you know, they let them learn a lesson. And we're in this chaos right now to teach us a lesson of how to filter out stupid ideas that spirits give us to really exercise our conscience. Everything that happens to us is for an educational reason. And all these people, these people who are in, in spiritualism, may say that some people have been in this place for 10,000 years, which is amazing. And But eventually, all will rise and become good spirits. Okay. Uh, Joseph, I get tarot card readings from personal mediums of mine. I know what the Bible says about medium astrology. I'm honestly curious, as a, as a spiritist, is this really a bad practice? No. Now, as I started off my, my talk is we are into an, a new era. There was an era when Jesus was on the, on the earth that many people talked to spirits. And that was part of the practice of the uh, early churches. And there we are in, into that again because the priestly class of different religions and doctrines, whatever, didn't communicate what they should have communicated. So therefore, there's going to be many more people with mediumship ability. That's why I really recommend everyone, if you're interested in being yourself a medium, I'd recommend you reading Alan Kardec's The Medium's book. And um, let me show this to stream. This is, is, if you look at this, the, uh, small picture. The Medium's book, which talks all about how to tell good spirits, ignorant spirits, different levels of spirits. So now let's go back to your tarot card reader. Now remember, most people with tarot cards who are really good and they, they, they will know things. They also have this, they use it as a, a, a tool for their mediumship. The spirits that will talk to this medium are gonna be spirits attuned with the level of the medium. And so this should, so, Keep that in mind. Now, when I've had people say, oh, I've talked to medium and the spirit said, I'm such a great guy and oh, I've done wonderful. And I say, oh, you better be careful because when I've been in medium meetings and this is what I see, is the higher spirits that talk through the mediums who really understand spiritism in our very high spiritual level, will talk to you like that teacher you hated when you were, let's say in middle school, but then, 10 years later, you go, oh, she or he taught me a lot. They were tough on me. And that's what I see. In the media, they'll go, well, eh, you're okay this much. You need to improve and you, you need to study more. You need to do this. They won't, they won't lavish praise on you. They'll, they will give you some positive feedback. But they don't, they don't, you know, they don't bullshit you. That's it's tough love. And so if you're getting too much, you know, 
false things, know that the spirits that communicate to you uh, may not be at a high level. It's it's it, they're going to give you. You need to study. You need to work. You need to go follow the right path. They're going to give you that type of stuff. They're not going to tell you that your keys are under the rug at your uncle's house. That's where you left them. They might sometimes, right? Uh, they might help on little things like that. But I mean, generally, I hope I hope that answers um, the question. Okay, let me hide that one. Okay, uh, this is an uh, intercontinental. Great question. The elevated spirits explain the science and the mediums. Both. Okay, so the topic in the physical manifestations. The topic is spirit manifestation. That's a better answer than the one I gave because I was getting too, um, I got too deep too fast. So thank you, Ebony Paris, for answering that. And if you really want to look at it, read the mediums book and it explains the physical manifestations and other type of manifestations. So thank you. That's, you're absolutely right. Uh, thank you for filling in for me. Okay. Intercontinental, does thought create reality? And the answer is, yes, it does. Not here. It's so think about think about thought creates reality. Think about if you, if everyone on earth that what you thought created reality, how chaotic and you know, someone could hate you and destroy your house, and or someone could just create mounds of gold, of course, everybody have gold and be nothing. But all these things, right? It would be complete chaos. Now you understand why we are going through such hard troubles on the physical plane. It's to change our mindset and change our character personality. So when we are given great power, we use it correctly. This is why on earth, good things happen to bad people and bad things happen to good people. This is the reason. Now, what happened? So, in the spirit world, I said before, in the physical world, we're objective, right? We really can't do that. We're really here to change our character personality. In the spirit world, yes. In fact, there was a, a passage in the books, by, well, by many, but uh, Reverend T. Bowen's mother, that she and a group of spirits were like one of the lower levels of heaven. They got together and they were being taught of how to create something from the universal fluid. And they said, okay, create a statue of an elephant. And they all sat around and they started thinking. And they created an elephant. Of course, it was like half live, half statue. It wasn't the right ratio. And they said, well, we all laughed, right? Because you know, don't think we don't laugh in the spirit world. And they actually go through and they have different uh, readouts and studies to say, okay, what portion of universal fluid did you use? What and what harmony, what vibration? This is all the thing that you are going to be taught. Now, you're not going to die and say, I'm going to create my whole Disney world my fantasy world. No, because you're not going to really understand how to do it. And higher spirits through their superior force of will will create the environment you're in. And you're going to be um, affected by other thoughts all around you. That's why there's the law of affinity. Because you'll when, you're, when you pass over to your real life, your immortal spirit life, you'll be with people who think like you and you'll fit in. Now, there's things you can create your own house, your own mansion. But as you get higher and higher, you create more and more things. Okay. Um, the good spirits protect us. Absolutely. Everyone is assigned a guardian angel. And um, 
that's with you. Now, they may not be physically next to you. So there's communication between spirits. And what this uh, spirit can be, you know, on the moon or a different galaxy. And they will, because remember I said, you know, we, we think of this in geometrical shapes and in distance, but it's really one big, huge database complex or a live database is probably a bad description of it. Um, and they're connected to you and they know what's going to happen. So if they'll see, they'll see your future at a certain extent, depending on the level of spirit, they'll know what you're going to be doing, what type of trials are going to happen to you in the future. And if they say, oh, something big is going to happen, I think I'll be there right next to that person. So yes, and then also, let's say you you usually will have family and friends in the spirit world that also will look after you and track your progress, and they'll know when they should come and help you through things. And that's why when you have dreams, dreams are very important. I could talk hours about dreams, and you're being encouraged, and you feel good after your dream, but in your but you're given a certain path. Try to listen to that because that's. Because as you sleep, you're into the spirit world and you're talking to your friends. So you've got friends and family who are discarnates, spirits, also helping you. So the answer is absolutely yes. And this was uh, why at the beginning of every of the month, like the first, second, or third. Why? Well, I don't understand this. Why? At, I'm not quite understanding that question. Oh, there, I was redone here. Let me finish this one first. Are you familiar with Emmanuel Swedenberg? His teachings don't talk about reincarnation. Yes. Uh, in fact, I've read and I've got uh, information on my blog about Emmanuel Swedenberg. And they don't. And it's interesting because I found him by reading books by uh, Chico Xavier. And they were talking about him in one of the lectures in the spirit world. And they go, yeah, we, we had this guy and we brought him to certain levels around the earth, but he thought he was another planet. And he was pretty good, but he had some uh, misconceptions, which is nothing against him. And that's what I always say like about prophets, because uh, people say, oh, he wasn't perfectly right on this or whatever. It's really hard to interpret what the spirit world is telling you because you're from, coming from a three-dimensional world to a four-dimensional world, and it gets fuzzy. That's why dreams are fuzzy and full of symbolism that makes no sense. But they would if you were a spirit. So there was a, in one of Alan Kardec's magazines, that he had a, a mediumship with Swedenberg. And Swedenberg said, oh, you're great. Um, I, I found out some of these misconceptions I had. I, I'm learning more, but, but Swedenberg was great. I mean, I, I love Swedenberg. And, you know, some of the things he, he gets on even better than any of the other uh, uh, mediums that I've seen. And he talks about it's not the deed, it's the thought behind it. He, he really um, dwells into your own mindset. So uh, he was very close. In fact, I always say that he was kind of like the advanced, like the same way like Socrates was somewhat of the advanced person for Jesus Christ, because Socrates really went through many of the same concepts as Jesus Christ. Alan Gerdeck was many of the same, you know, there's the spirit of this. What Swedenberg said was completely revolutionary. And so, and the other thing is remember, the spirits, and I've seen this with prophets that I, I see on YouTube and they, as they talk about heaven, and I see things that ring true, and I see things that, what I believe, not that I'm perfect, 
are, could be misconceptions. In fact, even Edgar Casey was a devout Catholic and did not, well, I don't know if he's Catholic, but Christian. He did not believe in reincarnation until it took him a long time to, yeah, there has to be reincarnation. You know, talk about people's past lives. But the spirits, they don't say, okay, Emmanuel Swedenberg or Edgar Casey, you're wrong about this and you're wrong about that, that, and that. That's not the way they do it. They give you gentle hints. They give you information. And that's what spirits is all about. And they let you come to your own conclusion. If they said, no, you're wrong. It's like, well, I don't know. How am I wrong? It, 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 when you come to your own conclusion, this is how they teach everything. You put it into your heart and it makes a firmer foundation. So I love Swedenberg. Great, great person. Okay, where am I? Okay, oh, okay, here it is. Why at the beginning of the month, like the first, people get possessed by demon or spirits. Why at the beginning of a new month, why? You know, I, I don't know. I I haven't noticed that. And um, I know people get possessed and, or maybe a better way of saying obsessed. And that's a reason for a, a lot of uh, mental illnesses. Now, first, always go to your psychiatrist or your doctor. But... And there are there are spiritist hospitals in Brazil, and they combine they combine medicine and therapy with spiritist mediums, um, uh, mediums. And what they do is a lot of times people are mentally ill or obsessed, I should say, because a spirit or a group of spirits is trying to extract extract revenge on something this person did in past life or lives. And they obsess them. They try to make that person, you know, ill. And uh, so they try, you know, an exorcism. It's, if you read the spirits book and the, the medium book, it's like, that's just a joke to spirits. But what they try to do is they say, look, they try to talk to the spirits that are trying to obsess this person. And they're saying, why are you doing this? Because, you know, let, let the spirit world teach this person a lesson. You are retarding your own progress by taking your time and trying to get your own revenge instead of improving yourself. Everyone's going to learn their lesson, and they try to, and then they try to help these these spirits who are obsessing them. They don't say, "Oh, you got to stop it." No, they try to reason with them. And I've been in mediums meetings when they when they do this. Okay, now Nebus asks, "Is it okay to wear a crucifix?" Crucifix. What does the crucifix symbolize? The spiritus. Um, it's perfectly fine to wear whatever you want to. There's nothing that. And the, the crucifix symbolizes Christ on the cross. And it was all part of showing people. And really the reason was, to, and what it is today, is saying that he, you know, he came to earth to help us and for us to understand how to improve ourselves. And it, it, it's really the end of the whole um, wonderful teachings of Christ that people can say, look, he was never interested in being this uh, savior, right, of, of what the, uh, the Israelis or the, the Jewish faith thought that they were going to have this, this um, I just forgot the name, uh, the, the savior. Uh, of and who had gone up through there and smite the Romans, right? No, he showed them how you're going to, you know, what you're going to be and how to be a better person. 
that was the real reason. Okay, okay I am, um, says, please take your time, Brian. We appreciate your help understanding these things and for taking the time out of your day to explain. Okay. I think that we're, oh, we're all, really out of time. I don't want to take more than an hour on this, but I want to, um, I guess I'll do this more. I didn't know I'd have, uh, these are great questions. I didn't really get to any of my other questions. Um, so I think this is uh, wonderful what we did. And I'm hoping I help people. I would like uh, just again is to have people get on uh, my website, nwspiritism.com. And look, look at the look at the site because I think there's a lot of information. I think the more you read, again, again, this book is free. It's on PDF. Uh, and I hope that can help everybody. And it's just like less than 100 pages. So it's, it's short and to the point. Um, the other book I would, of course, I'd recommend really is the, the Spirits book, which I think is extremely, um, I would actually, it depends. Everyone learns differently. And so it all depends on how, what you want to learn, right? It's, it's, I'm, I'm not here to tell you, uh, but some people, like I started with the Spirits book, and to me, it was just revelatory. So, I mean, I love that book. But other people learn that. I think Spiritism 101 would help you get in there. And then I also think, I've also written books, like I talked about the Spirit Realm, but also get getting dive deeper uh, into uh, heaven, what you are as a spirit, how we're guided, is I have a, a series of free books. Book one, Heaven and Below. Is a lot of information from different spiritist writers, but most, a lot of it's from the Reverend G. Owen, who was just a wonderful person at the start of the 20th century. And then the second book is Spirits and Spirit Universe, what you are as a spirit, how you learn as a spirit, all of that. And then the last is how spirits, how we are guided by spirits, well, how we're guided, how we're shown to be in the future, and what is the future of yourself and of Earth. So. I want to thank everyone here for being with me today. I'll try and do this more on a regular basis. And um, God bless all of you. Oh, wait, got a question here. I don't want to. I would say, I don't know if his work was revised, because his work was published and all that, but his, and it wasn't, his thoughts were revived, re, re, revised by Alan Kardec, is when he got to the spirit world, and he found out the reality between what he said and what he wrote, then he, he, he knew some things that he, he was a little bit off. That's all. So there are some things he didn't understand correctly, which is, uh, I probably wouldn't understand any half of what he understood and went through down in the depth of detail. I mean, the guy was a genius so and a great person. So. In fact, you know that his, his concepts really started Methodism, you know, the Methodist church. So that was, uh, what a wonderful person. So I hope that answers that question. Okay, I will leave you here. It's been an hour, and I will come back later. And I'll keep this titled, Questions and Answers About Spiritism. So when you see this pop up on my Facebook site, Spiritism and the spirit world around you are my YouTube site, and you know what it is. And 
Come and ask me anything you need. God bless.